0: if this is the best fit for the client and for yourself. A lot of times at the end of a sales call, you will find this isn't the best fit for them. This isn't the best fit for you. Hey guys, welcome back to Be Unemployable.
1: Hey, missed you.
0: It's been a whole week. It's been a week, you guys. A whole week. Did you miss us? We missed you. How much did you miss us? I guess so much. The
1: so they missed us so much. Is they it make- missed us more than macaroni, Mrs. Cheese? I had mac and cheese with
0: chicken for Mother's Day.
1: <gasps> I've never had it with chicken before.
0: I've only had it with hot dogs. Oh, I used to eat that all the time when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a white trash special. I used to yeah. eat it all the time. Yeah, my mom, my mom used to make it for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds right.
0: That sounds totally right. Yeah. So following up on last week, I have a question for you. Did you watch the show
1: I told you about? I did not watch the show you told me about.
0: Okay, this podcast is canceled. It's going back to Justice Maggie. Jamie had a go. Jamie left.
1: I'm going to be totally honest why I didn't watch it. Because I'm not logged into it's on you said Hulu, right? Or no, it was on No, I think it's on Hulu. So I'm not logged into Hulu um at the cottage where I'm staying. And I would have had to go through the process of hook like signing into Hulu and it was just one too many steps between me and the show. That is fair because I also
0: won't do that shit. No. Like if I'm somewhere. actually that's not true because when you were in town I logged into my stuff at an Airbnb yeah
1: and it was a big deal and I was really proud of you because I wouldn't have typically done that Um, but it was just it was just one too many steps and I wasn't willing to do it and Netflix was there it was like that that shitty boyfriend that keeps coming back but Actually, no, I can't say that because I like Netflix. I won't lie. Netflix is the OG for me. So so speaking of Netflix, the circle. Oh is my back. Gosh. <gasps> the circle. The circle is back. If you're not watching it, who even are you?
0: If you haven't watched it before, I would like to tell you that you can start with any season. You can. And You should probably start with the fourth because that's the one we're watching right now. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: go do that. Go do that. And then report back to us. Like, don't do any business things before you watch The Circle first. It's just, it's not a priority. Go watch The Circle.
0: (laughs) And then let us know what you think. I also liked season three. And season one. And I liked season two a lot, too.
1: So, so i have ADHD watch. and I can remember the winners from two other seasons, but I can't You can't say it on this. Podcast. I'm not i I'm not doing any spoilers. I I remember I remember two winners from the past, but um no spoilers. Go watch it everyone. Go watch it. Go watch it right now. Like right now. Like, like turn right this off. off. Yeah, turn this this we is will not a priority. Be waiting. Yeah. At least finish
0: the first episode of season four and then come and talk to us. Yeah. Because, because we, we really would really like to talk discuss about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie's a 90s baby. I'm an 80s baby. So we both really, really like what's going on in season four.
1: <gasps> Cliffhanger.
0: It's pretty good. Cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what's going on in TV news. Do you have any
1: other TV news you want to discuss? I watched the rest of Selling Sunset, the oh, current how was that? season. Um, it was underwhelming. It was totally underwhelming. Did they because- ever
0: just tell me this? Uh huh. Did they ever address like Chrishell and what's whatever brother it was that dated and Jason? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. what did what did did you watch it no, no you didn't i watch haven't watched it. it i just know that okay. they dated because i have the internet yes i also knew they dated because i have the internet um yes. and they did address that especially in the reunion
0: oh ew. yeah gross <laughs> gross <laughs> i don't like that i know we're all adults here but i don't like it no I don't nope. like it. Nope. Mm-mm. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> I also don't like that, like, so many people have dated Jason, like, who work there. Like, Mary.
1: Mary like, has oh. dated him, and I don't know of anyone
0: else, though. No, I don't know of anyone else either. But I also don't know of all the employees. Because if you actually see their real billboards, yeah. like not the ones for the show, Uh huh. there's a lot of employees. At Is the there really? Record yeah yeah i had no idea Not like five beautiful women it's like those are just the women that they show on the tv show
1: well that's not surprising at all quite honestly i tried googling the oppenheim group and i'm just like or like the group and um i remember was it chrissy Teigen called them out on like twitter for like not even being real because she couldn't find the actual agency no they're real they are real? Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're real and
0: they have like men, you know, and they have like women who don't look like that. Whoa, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They have like, Insane. you know, employees. Wow. Who look like crazy. people. Nuts. Insane. It's. I mean, it's founded by like two brothers who are like our size. So by the way. Yeah. We're, like, just over five foot, you know, like Jason and
1: the other guy whose name I don't remember. I don't either. Jason and I don't fucking know his name. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I don't know. The Oppenheim brothers. The dudes. The first time Sean saw that, he he was like, oh, is this your show The Property Brothers? I was like, huh. No, that's Drew and the other guy. And he was like, well, these are two guys who are twin brothers selling property. So what is, where's the lie?
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my that's God. Hilarious. He's not wrong. Like, he's no, not he's wrong. totally not wrong. And also the property brothers, one of them is hotter than the other, except they're identical twins. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: And one of them's funnier than the other one, and he's the one dating or engaged to or dating or whatever, Zoe Deschanel. Okay. And he's funny. Well, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. He's more fun. Because then I watched some weird celebrity game show and he was on it with her and they were like super corny and obnoxious and i wanted to punch them both in the face so now i don't think drew is as funny
1: i hate scripted humor like when you can tell they wrote for the show it's not that it's not that it's that gross dad humor
0: that you're like but it's like not cute dad humor like i like dad humor but it's not like cute it's not cute it's not funny it's like obnoxious where you're like yeah you guys deserve each other kind of oh gross yeah
1: gross Mm -hmm.
0: we're gonna lose all our followers they're gonna be like "Mm, team property brothers and then (laughs) that's it like oh no this podcast was just taking
1: off Um, so you're very lucky that maggie is um co-hosting this podcast because i was just like oh my gosh maggie like what should we talk about i have ideas and she's like um no you don't we have to talk about the thing that we told them we're going to talk about this week and i'm like oh yeah yeah you guys
0: so i was like hey are you ready to record and then I was like, oh, do you remember what it is that we told them? Like, I sent her a text. I was like, do you remember? And then while she was hopping on, I was like, I think I'm just going to listen to the last three minutes of last week's podcast because I don't remember. No. (laughs) And then she got on and she's like, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) And I was like, oh, good. You don't remember either. Turns out we said we were going to tell you about how to sell when you have social anxiety.
1: And it's such a fan-freaking-tastic topic. For those who didn't want to listen to our 10, me- ten minutes of um, TV talk, now is the time to tune in. We're officially talking about business now. Oh, yeah. That's how,
0: that's how, that's how podcasts work, you know? You talk Us about- telling them right now. That's there. They're going to somehow hear that. We should probably put that in the show notes. That's a good idea starts at 10 minutes starts at 10 (laughs) like starts at 10 minutes if you don't want to hear about
1: trash tv like that's yeah yes okay social anxiety and selling where there's that's just such a huge fucking topic mm -hmm. um i was interested in what
0: you wanted to say because i have things to say but i'm gonna let you go first because i always go first
1: So we are at two incredibly different places in business, obviously. That's why I hired you as my business coach. I know. That's why
0: I want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) So
1: um, this is a coaching session live, you guys. Pretty much is a coaching session live. And it's so funny because... You think especially when you're early in business, you think that once you learn the things, eventually you won't have imposter syndrome and everything will be easy. But as you learn more, like imposter syndrome continues to happen. And I was I was um, just going through this mindset thing earlier today. I had a total freak out about what if I don't hit that next income level? Like, what if I just suddenly like stop growing? And I have absolutely no evidence to back that up because I have continuously grown. I've continuously had more people reaching out, joining the program. But there still is an a- absolutely an element of um, social anxiety when it comes to selling, there totally is. Mm-hmm. There's there's anxiety when it comes to uh, creating a post, even f- explaining what your offers are. Because I didn't, I haven't even really had to do that a whole lot. Um, so I created a post today, and as I posted, I'm like, there's anxiety there. Um, I have a sales call. Um, scheduled. And it's so funny because getting on the call, it kind of goes away, but there's this weird buildup until then. And you forget that you're just a human talking to another human and there's nothing to truly worry about. But I'm absolutely still um, working on this. I'm not even going to act like I, that I don't struggle with this. I absolutely do. It doesn't matter that I 100% 100% believe in what I do. It doesn't matter that I have years of experience coaching people. It doesn't matter that I have a fucking master's degree in occupational therapy. It doesn't matter that I can cite research like a motherfucker based on whatever your symptom is and have interventions. It doesn't matter. Social anxiety is still a part of that process. So I want to ask you, Maggie, does that ever go away as someone who is extremely seasoned in business? I have four. The answer is yes. But imposter
0: syndrome can always creep back up. Like okay. Neil Gaiman talks about it. Like he's one, he thought he's an author for people who don't know that. So Neil Gaiman, he wrote Coraline. He said, he is quoted as saying, and I don't know the exact quote, so I'm paraphrasing here. But he's quoted as saying that he... Fully expected to have people bang down his door the first time he won an award and take it away because they thought he they found out he was an imposter. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, he he and I believe he did that talk at somebody's graduation, so I think you can find it on YouTube because I've seen it. Okay, but the point of me saying that is because sometimes you will be so confident in your offer and what you're bringing to the table because it changes lives and you know that you've seen the proof. Right. And other days you're just like, especially with ADHD, this is especially prevalent with anyone who's neurodivergent. Other days you'll be like, why would anyone listen to me? Because I forgot to brush my teeth. Like how can you possibly listen to me? Right. So, it's just part of who we are as people. Literally, everybody feels that way. When it comes to a sales call, however, the reframe is that selling is service. You are doing a service by offering your product or your service. Right. You are doing a service to, the, to people. Like when I offered to you mm-hmm. to, to be coached, It wasn't even a true offer. It was, I told you what I knew, and you were like, please coach me. Right. You asked me to be coached. Absolutely. If I had said no, you would have had to find somebody else. It was a service to coach you,
1: right? Absolutely. Everything I've taught you has been of service to you. Oh my gosh. I can't even put into words how much of a service. And hearing that for
0: me makes it easier for me to sell to other people because I know that what I teach is transformative. Right. I know that like when I get on a call, I have four sales calls this week, four. And when I get on them, if if it's not a good fit for people, I tell them. If I'm not a good fit for them, they know and they can say, hey, it's not a good fit. Right. Or if they can't afford me, then that's just a deal breaker in general because I don't change my pricing. Right. So that's that. Okay. That's how that works. And when you realize that the social anxiety melts away around selling, social anxiety simply is. And when it, right. when it comes to imposter syndrome, it's going to creep up. People tell you so many times, oh, just get over it. Tell, you, tell yourself that you're a badass and just go out there and get it. Yeah, there are tricks and there are things you can do to get over it when it's debilitating and when you need to just get over it for the moment and just do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. But to think it's permanently gone, nah, it's a
1: joke. It's never permanently gone, not for anyone. It doesn't matter what stage you are. No, no. Especially being neurodivergent, having ADHD, Mm -hmm. the social anxiety is always um, going to be a thing. It's always going to be a thing. I know that no matter what, if I'm in a if I'm invited to a party and I don't know anybody there, I'm going to have social anxiety. One-on-one interactions, I can pretty much become best friends with anybody instantly. But put me in a room with a bunch of people I don't know, there's going to be some sort of level of social anxiety, and that's going to be in my life, and that's okay. And I love, and I love me in my entirety, and and that's fine. Um, so that's really interesting to think of it in that aspect of you're doing a service, like yes. You were just saying, hey, you, I, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. Or I was pretty much begging you for your help. In, in our instance, I was begging you for, for the help. Um, but what yeah. – what helped me to get over that imposter imposter syndrome, the social anxiety, is I knew that as long as I got in my own way, I would not be able to transform the lives of women with ADHD. Like if I didn't get the fuck over myself, I wouldn't have been able to help somebody create healthy boundaries and have a conversation with her mom and know when to pivot when it gets ugly, that I would have another client that wouldn't have been able to know how to say sorry to her husband when they got into an argument and then move forward in a healthier way. There'd be another client that wouldn't have made that really hard phone call to um, collect the paperwork she need to give to her bookkeeper to get her taxes done on time. I mean, these are huge things for ADHDers that have happened within my community. And if I wouldn't have gotten the fuck over myself mm-hmm. and faced that that social anxiety, the imposter syndrome, those transformations wouldn't have happened. And that's quite honestly the reason that I keep moving forward. The money is great, yes, but that's a byproduct of the transformation. And it's the transformation that keeps me going. Because if I was here simply for the money, I mean, this shit can be challenging. I, it, the money in itself would not be motivating enough. It's that transformation. That's exactly it. And realizing
0: that by doing your work, you impact so many people is so, so motivating. Because by me doing my job, I enable people to do their job, which is you right? Like you and my other clients.
1: And then look how many lives my clients are impacting. Oh my gosh. It's it's you. It's exponential. It, it, right. it has transformed not just my business. It's transformed my relationship with myself, my relationship with my fiance, the, the confidence that I have, the uh, the healthier boundaries that I have, the friendships that I've chosen to strengthen or let go of. I mean, it just the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So. If I, if
0: I chose, like, let's, let's go worst case scenario and say I chose not to sell. The first time somebody asked me to coach them, because that's how I got into coaching. Somebody asked me to coach them. That's the whole way I transitioned into it. It wasn't something that I was like, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm going to offer coaching. Like, no, I'm not that, I'm not that cocky. I wasn't like, I'm pretty sure I know what most things are like. I was, I was like, (laughs) I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to just be over here, minding my own business, building my own stuff. And then someone was like, so I want to do what you're doing. Will you teach me? And I was like, I guess. (laughs) Here we go. And then they literally doubled their numbers. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys, I'm good at this. And then that's when I started taking on coaching clients because I was like, I'm actually a really good coach. I don't know if anyone else knows this. And then I started bringing people on and I had all these like numbers to prove it. Let's say though, that first client, I was like, no, no, thank you. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Right. And I let imposter syndrome take over. Right. How many lives would have been affected? So many lives would have been affected because yours wouldn't be where it's at right now.
1: Oh, yes. Be, right? Right. Like, right, right, right. How many lives? So many lives. Yes. Bad. Bad. Yeah, right? Not, not good. Dumpster
0: fire. So when we rephrase it to think of, or reframe it rather, to think of selling as a service, if you have something amazing, And this doesn't have to be a coaching service. Like it doesn't have to be like some profound, like, oh my God, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to save the world. It doesn't have to be that. It can be, I make art that makes people happy. It can be something, anything in this world. Because you don't know, like my husband, when he was a teenager, he grew up in a horrible environment. Listen to a couple goals with s and if you ever want to hear those stories. So he grew up in this terrible environment, right? He heard music by Pantera, and it motivated him to, to not kill himself, number one. And number two, make himself a better person. That's an artist. Wow. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a group, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But like Those are artists motivating one guy in Ohio to live a better life so it's incredible when you think that your stuff doesn't matter and you have all this anxiety about putting it out there in the world you don't know who you're impacting you don't know what that that ripple effect turns into you can literally be putting your art on Instagram for people to see or putting a quote on Instagram. You don't know who's seeing it on their explore page. You Absolutely. don't know. No. You don't know what life you could be affecting. It's it's awesome. So don't allow that spotlight effect that oh my god everybody's looking at me. No, not necessarily. But they may
1: need your message. And it's selfish to keep it to yourself absolutely don't be selfish share your <laughs> gift right we learned this we learned this in kindergarten yeah share share sharing is caring um it's so true though it's so true and i think that a lot of us grew up not having that validation that our talents and our skills were useful and necessary mm-hmm. and transformative and the process of accepting that I think takes a lot of inner work for myself. It's taken a whole lot of therapy to even have the the self-esteem to put myself out there in that way. Absolutely. And that's why everybody needs a therapist and a coach. Oh, absolutely.
0: No one can do the heavy lifting alone. A yeah. therapist shouldn't be expected to and your coach shouldn't be expected to. Right. Like everybody needs both because you you can't do it by yourself and your therapist can't do it by themselves (laughs) the coach can't do it by themselves absolutely not it takes a village and that's more than just to raise a child that is to be a human nowadays it takes a village and we should that tribe mentality is so healthy like it's good for us to be together
1: i mean think about it we don't we don't have just one friend that we expect our one friend to fulfill all oh we go back um sorry guys we had a moment but we are still going we are still going. Um, we don't expect our one friend to be our end all be all, right? Like we've got some friends that are the ones that'll tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. We have the other friends that are more empathetic. We have the other friends that are just kind of hilarious. We have the friends that we call when we want to just watch TV with. We have the other friends that we call when we go out to and we want to have a drink at a bar. We have these different people in our lives, and the same goes for having a coach and a therapist. Like absolutely, you need Ab- both. Absolutely, that's. What, I
0: mean, that's what you want in. That's what you want in your communities, and that's. It's just necessary, but yeah, when it comes to overcoming looping it all back around, when it comes to overcoming your your social anxiety to sell, you're never going to overcome your social anxiety. I mean, <laughs> like, I understand that they. That's not. That's not the, the happiest message, Maggie.
1: That's not what I wanted to hear. Give me a three step process of how I get over social anxiety. Uh,
0: try again next life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but we're neurodivergent. That's just how it is for us. Instead, just keep your mission or you know your skill set at the front of mind and realize you're providing an invaluable service, whatever that is. Like I said, don't think, don't think that, you know, if you're a gardener, don't think that that's any value, less valuable than a coach, because it's not.
1: No, I was just going to say the, when you were talking about you don't have to be a coach to have a service of value, I'm thinking about, is someone who shovels driveways in the winter. Oh my god, I can't tell you. I pay for that. I pay for that.
0: I pay for a gardener. Yep. It's it's life saving for us. Like I'm asthmatic. I will die. I will literally kill over dead if I have to go do any of that. Yeah. yeah. It it's it means the world to me. Like and I love I love having a gardener. I love having a lawn guy. Yeah, I I need him. And I love my personal one. I've had him for three years. Yeah. He's a great man. I know his family. Like, I, I met his wife and his children. These things matter to me. And if he hadn't stepped up and introduced himself to me, and by the way, he introduced himself to me through DMs. That's how I met him.
1: How did he send a DM without it coming across as, hey, girl? I had asked about the
0: services, if anyone knew anyone in a group. Uh-huh. And he said, hey, I'm, I'm your neighbor. Like, I, I live near you. If you ever need anybody, here's my phone number. That's awesome. And I was like, Hi. Did you did you wanna come over and cut my stuff? What payment forms do you accept? <laughs> like that's that's how, that's how it worked out. I
1: mean, now I've been a loyal client of his for three years. That's badass. To great that's badass to those who there's gonna be people out there that say you know what i understand that like social anxiety is just part of my personality i accept that i just don't want to sell on a phone call to those people what do you say maggie
0: um and number one you don't have to if you really don't want to that's the first thing number two <laughs> i'll try it anyway <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's going to, like, send you to the bathroom in tears and you're going to be retching on the floor, it's not worth it. That's Your sanity is worth more than a phone call, obviously. However, I'm going to challenge you to give it a shot because the other person isn't going to bite. They're not going to, well, they might, but don't meet them in person then. They're not, a Zoom call is going to be fine. It's not a big deal. And if you really want to learn not. how, if you want to learn how to sell, just hit me up. I mean, you listen, if you listen to last week's episode, it'll tell you, ask a bunch of questions.
1: Yeah. Also, I'm going to post your um, website. You should probably contact her directly through her calendar, which I'm going to post in the show notes, com. Yeah. If you just hit me up, we can talk about it. It's not...
0: Not a big deal, and I understand if you don't like doing sales calls. No one is like mm,
1: <laughs> sales calls hook me I up. I love sales calls. Yeah, no, but, it's, it's it's just a conversation. It's genuinely just a freaking conversation. Like, how many times have you? We talked about this last week. How many times have you sold your friend on a pair of shoes? Like, what? you're already selling all day long. Like, call your friend. And tell them about your favorite show and see if they eventually start watching it. You just sold to them. You just did a sales call. Actually, I clearly failed because I tried
0: to sell Jamie on my TV show and she instead watched Selling Sunset. You know what?
1: You're the reason I started watching The Circle again. That is true. I did. I did. You sold me on it. You sold me on it. So... All
0: that to say, and here's the other thing I want you guys to understand, is sales calls are not about closing a sale. They're never about closing a sale. Sales calls are about finding clarity, both for you and for the client. If this is the best fit for the client and for yourself, a lot of times at the end of a sales call, you will find this isn't the best fit for them. This isn't the best fit for you you get more information on who your ideal client is. If it's not this person, then you have a bunch of stuff to write in the no section of who your ideal client is. Like absolutely not this person. I do not want, I don't know, Tiffany from Arkansas. Like I don't want, sorry if Tiffany from Arkansas is listening, but <laughs> you, you can, you can put all the stuff in the no section. Like I don't like this, this and this, this is a not my ideal client. Absolutely. Is, and then for them, They have clarity that they are not looking for whatever it is that you're offering. Absolutely. So the point of a sales call is not to close a sale. So I call my sales calls connect calls because that's what we're doing. We are connecting and seeing if it makes sense. If it makes sense, great. Here's the next step. If it doesn't make sense, great. I hope everything goes well. Sometimes I have a friend afterwards. Sometimes I never speak to that human again. And we're both fine with it. Right. There's not pressure on a sales call and there shouldn't be.
1: That's the big thing. Once we take the pressure out of it, it's not, it's just a con, it's literally, it's just a conversation. That's it.
0: You have them all the time with so many people.
1: All The time, all the time. Mm Mhm.
0: That's it. Ask them what they're looking for. Dig some, dig some deeper. Like questions, like what happens if you don't get what you're looking for out of your life, or whatever it is that you're selling. Mm Mhm. And then be like, oh, I can help you with that, or oh, I cannot help you with that. I good luck. Or maybe you know somebody who can help them with that, and then point them in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Sales call, guys that's that's it in a nutshell now if it, if just talking to somebody gives you hives um you should probably talk to your
1: therapist you need I a therapist can't, i
0: can't talk you
1: through that no no and when but we tell you that you need a therapist is out of love like people there's this negative connotation around mental health um it's mental services. health month, so. it's, it's is it mental health month? I see. I didn't yeah. even know that. I'm totally off of social media right now for my mental health. Um, so I didn't even realize it was mental health That's how health we celebrate month. mental health month. Yep. We don't go yep. on social media. We don't. If you guys see that I'm totally not active on social media, you're seeing correctly. I made the decision that um, it just wasn't amazing for my mental health. And I am totally pivoting my marketing because I want to have more close interactive conversations and therefore I created a discord just so that you guys can chat with me if you are if you are a woman with ADHD so that's where you can find me now you won't be able to find me on Facebook and I will also put that link in the show notes yeah you can find and I'm on there too so I mean if you're really looking
0: for us in general you can find us in her discord we're right there
1: waiting to talk to you yeah. You're a lot of fun to hang out with by the way We're pretty cool. I think we're awesome. (laughs) We're at least good enough. I mean, you know, we're not pieces of shit. We're not pieces of shit. We're
0: definitely not.
1: That's, that's the most I can give you.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. This this has been good, Maggie. This is, this is, uh, this has been great. Yeah. So in closing, my advice, talk to your therapist. If you really can't get on a call, and if, uh, if you get on a call, remember, it's not about actually closing the sale. It's about figuring out what's best for both you and the person on the other end. Remember, it's not just a prospect. It's a person.
1: It's a person. Also, remember how we talked about how I want to create ads for your business? Can we do that? Oh, yes. Um, we
0: have an ad brought to you by Jamie. I okay. don't know.
1: Yeah, Jamie, go. Jamie, Jamie soon to be Catino. Hi, guys. Do you ever find yourself having anxiety on a sales call? Do you just not know what the fuck to say? Do you find yourself sounding like your mom's sister's cousin's niece who sells it works from a multi-level marketing perspective? Then you need Maggie Isley. To find her, go to chatwithmaggie.com to set up a call today. That was it. (laughs) Mom's sister's cousin's niece. So wouldn't that be your mom's cousin's niece? Wait, mom's sisters cousin wait, mom's sister's aunt's cousin's (laughs) niece. I don't remember, but somebody who sells it works, okay? You no, know,
0: you know her. It's it's your old friend Melody from high school. She felt hey, it work now. Hey girl. Um <laughs> Hey girl, I was just looking to catch
1: up. <laughs> Like, no, you're not, bitch. Like, I know that you want my credit card monthly. And we, we both know. Not, we were not friends in high
0: school. There's we no were, were not. to be friends
1: now. You were not nice Love to it. me. I was not athletic. I was not popular. Anyway, if you want to talk to Maggie, chatwithmaggie.com in the show notes. If you want to chat with both of us, um, I will be putting my Discord link in the ad or in the show notes. It is absolutely free. And come hang out with me. Yeah. We're around. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Okay, bye for real now. I had to get to the stop button. Okay, okay, bye.